welcome back to Tabletop Vagabonds, a D&D 5e actual play podcast set in the homebrew world of Aria. No. I am joined today by the accomplished Amy, and she's accomplished because she kind of is absolutely 100% dominating in the Glistening Glades. Using the word kind of, absolutely, 100%. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Mixing it. Amy looks confused more than anything else. Uh, Yeah, I was about to say, I would be. (laughs) I am kind of absolutely winning. Um, I'm Amy, and I play Melinda Wrenchnuzzle, the Sky Gnome Warlock, and I am joined by the decent Dave. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, My name is Dave, I play Finn, the Larsa Artificer, and I am joined by the concise Craig. Hello, my name is Craig. I play Volley Willowstar. He's an eight-year-old Volmanate wild magic sorcerer. I'm being very concise, can you tell? <laughs> and I'm joined by the agricultural Alex. Oh, yes. I'm well known for my farming ability. <laughs> There's a hoe joke in here somewhere. And a ploughing joke. I was almost going to make a joke about my surname, but... <laughs> <laughs> Sowing seeds and stuff like that. Hi everyone, I'm Alex, I'm not a farmer, I am in fact Osric Springforge, the gear gnome forge cleric, and with me today, as the weather starts to turn, is the autumnal Alex, our DM. <sighs> Thematic, nice. They're forever just blowing my mind with, with terminologies I don't know. Autumnal? Autumnal! <laughs> I actually autumnal is quite a common it one, means it's it like basically autumn. just means of autumn. Oh, I've literally never heard that, okay. Really? It means curvy. <laughs> <laughs> it's means, a callback to a, a few episodes ago. Yeah, it yeah. means big booty shaking. If, if I was more of a dick, I would like drop these words and then tell you the wrong description. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this podcast should be. It's us saying words that incorrectly saying what they are to our audiences. And you'd be like, oh, it's so autumnal. Like. Yeah, you'd, be, yeah. you'd be using it in a meeting tomorrow. <laughs> what? Okay, gang. Yes. A lot happened last a session. lot did happen last session. It did. It did. Remind us what exactly what happened, Alex, for those who can't remember. <laughs> for those who can't remember, not that that would be Alex Farah. Oh, no, uh, never. <laughs> or the other players. Oh, the other players. You came off the back of fighting the Mordanus with his undead friends for the Golden Acorn. You then got out of the temple and the entire of the Koyang settlement of Drolon was under attack. Thanks to you casting Dispel Magic, you woke up the Koyang, but they were still massively surprised by the sudden attack of these dead creatures from the wood. Seeing that you were at a disadvantage, Melinda went to sleep as the rest of the gang <laughs> fought to defend the city in order Time to get help. For a nap. Pretty much. Actually, Volley helped me sleep because I wouldn't have done otherwise. Yeah, you, you struggled with stress sleeping, I think was what you yeah. said. <laughs> Melinda went to go get help from Raldi while the rest of the gang fought to defend the Koyang. Raldi gifted the gang a drop of her essence, which strengthened you all. The gang defended the city and in the process defeated and captured the shifty Koyang known as Twinkles. (laughs) When he rode into town upon his giant snake-like creature, Gary. (laughs) Oh yes, Gary. In the aftermath of the battle, as Finn, Volley and Osric helped heal the wounded, Melinda learnt from some Koyang scouts that they were trying to locate the source of the black crust that was bringing the dead back to life. And they found a place to the east where the infection was not just on the dead animals, but also on the very ground and trees itself. They were cut off from investigating further as they heard the alarm for Drolon being under attack. 
Did they also see some people, a sildred? They also saw a sildred, yes. So 10 points for Amy for paying attention. <laughs> if it was Melinda, not, not Amy got the point, she'd be so pleased right now. <laughs> <laughs> the gang then proceeded to return into Rowdy's dream. With Volley being a Volmane, he was able to bring the golden acorn into her realm for the first time. And upon seeing Rowdy's desire for this part of Vola's essence, Volley called in the gang's favour with her and demanded that she sat down with the mouse folk god Aegea to end hostilities between their two children and split the golden acorn between them. And that is where we're at. Mm-hmm. Mm. A lot happened in a very short amount of yeah. time. Yeah, so are we still one. dreaming or? Right now you are still dreaming and you are in Raldi's realm. Well, I guess we better reach out to Aegea then and see if a cold can be made. I think that sounds like a wonderful idea, Rowley. Do you gods have sprite phones, Emerson? We don't have anything. <laughs> we don't have anything quite so simple as that. I will reach out to him through the mist, and I'm sure he will pay attention. But uh, it might take some time for him to hear and get back to us. I'm going to be honest, though. It's not going to be easy to find an accord with someone so selfish. Well, if you really, really want the golden acorn, I'm sure you'll find a way. Raldi's eyes flicker over towards you. Perhaps some form of mutual understanding might be found. Maybe. For now, leave me. I must prepare. If I'm going to see a Gia, I must look my very best. And the Judy Dench cat-like creature disappears from view, and you feel a force pull you out of the dream, and you all wake up in the morning of the next day. Volley, wake up. Do you still have the acorn? She hasn't taken it, has she? Volley holds his hand out and manifests the acorn in front of him. Yes, I... I still have the acorn. I don't know if Raldi would be able to reach inside me, but it's good that we checked. I don't know about these gods. They're tricksy. Yeah. You know, if we've called in our favour to get her to talk to Ajir, then uh, we need to make sure that she talks to Ajir and, you know, doesn't just take it. Yes, I, I was quite lucky to, to speak to Vola before we... You mentioned that, but you actually spoke to Vola. Yeah, it... It seems to be a, an intermittent thing. When I, when I root up, I can sense the, the power of my people and sometimes messages can be sent, but this was, I don't know if it was the, the golden acorn perhaps empowering me or, or the messages, but yeah, Vola appeared and I was trying to gauge whether giving the acorn back to Vola would be the right idea and she persuaded me that it wasn't. Hmm. What do you mean? Well, if there's one thing I've learned in the short time we've been adventuring together, it's that Formine are very insular. We don't like the outside world. Well, we like it, but we don't want to do anything about it. And I think there is many things that we can do, and the Golden Acorn can help with that, but Vola wants to be enclosed off in the grove and hiding from the pain, but also from the good. So I've decided it's not 
going back to Vola. The acorn has split these people in all manner of ways here. It seems like it brings danger wherever it goes. Yes, well, if sharing the acorn is a path to peace, then so be it. That's a good idea, Vali. Thanks. I mean, if we can get these two to stop fighting, then, you know, hopefully they'll be able to join together and combat this black mark. And I keep thinking about those people in those dreams. What were they doing in, in there? In the nightshade, those weird sprites things? Not just the sprites. There were so many people in there. And why were they making weapons? Do we know what kind of weapons? Osric, do you know anything about those weapons they were making? In the nightshade? Um, Alex, would I? Is it related to the previous war? As far as you could tell, they were fashioning some form of blades, armour, machines. It was a war forge of some kind, but in terms of grand designs, no idea. Nothing specific that I'd seen before. If you walk through a medieval castle and the, all the blacksmiths are making swords, like they're making swords and stuff and armour, but it would be like, oh, that's creating a weapon of mass destruction. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was more like, did I recognise the style of sword from the uh, war? Is it just... No. I didn't no. get a close enough look. I guess it was all no. dreamlike anyway, wasn't it? Yeah. Sure, okay. I, I didn't get a good look, but whatever it was, they were preparing for war. There's an army there, they're building there. Maybe the more allies we can get in this world, the better. Definitely. And I mean, if they manage to put the Koang to sleep, who knows what kind of things they've been up to with the mouse folk. Yeah. I don't think it's too difficult to make the Koyang go to sleep. <laughs> but they were stuck there. <laughs> if they can keep them there, they clearly have some power over the mists. Is it just me or does anyone else get this feeling that we're barreling towards something pretty big? All the time, Volley. Almost as if we're the main characters in some sort of grand story. <laughs> and that Madonis, you know, he said the death begets birth. Just like those Ziggurus cult in Tear. I don't really know a lot about this Ziggurus fellow. Osric seems to have some knowledge of him. Is there anything we can do to prevent this Ziggurus fellow? I don't know. <laughs> if I had access to a library, then maybe I could find out more information. I fought in the war before. I, I, know, I know what it's like to fight on the front line, but I was just a foot soldier. I didn't bring him down. There was a Koyang I spoke to while you were helping heal uh, some of the other Koyangs. He said he'd been out hunting the uh, creatures with the black marks. You know, they'd seen the mouse folks dead and burn. It was just the, the crust, just the same. They said that the woods are dying to the east, infecting them in this, with the same thing. Which woods? The woods in the glistening glades to the east. They said they saw a Sildred doing some kind of um, magic there. That's worrying. Yeah. Oh, was, was the, that Ziggurus fellow, was, was he a Sildred? Do you, do you know, Osric? We only heard the rumours when we were celebrating back home. Uh, he could have been. Um, one of the ones that stuck was that he was a Sildred. But that's impossible. Ziggurus was killed by Lorana of Hilar. People kill their own all the time. This is nothing new. But, I mean, he should be dead. Oh, yeah. That, that is true. <laughs> I hadn't read it that way. <laughs> I guess there is some way of using essence to manifest life again or, or to, to reinfuse life into 
somebody who is previously deceased, I guess. But yeah, what of this black goo? Clearly they're bringing everyone else back as well. It must be coming from somewhere. Perhaps that's how they're doing it. Perhaps that is the, the ash from the fire, so to speak. Hmm. Either way, as much as I want to leave this place, I think we need to investigate that before we go anywhere else. I agree. It doesn't look good. I think that's a good idea. Hmm. The black mark is the only thing I want to investigate right now. It concerns me. Did you get a direction to these woods, Mal? So Melinda has um, annotated on the map where um, Masala, the Mousefolk town, and Draylon, the Katang. Everyone's a Katang now. The Katang and Koyang, <laughs> says someone was, um, <laughs> as well as where the reliquary was. The cat and kitten settlement. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, when Ajir arrives, you will have the opportunity to convince them that they should work together, right? Now, the way that's going to work mechanically is you will have until the end of the encounter, so to speak, to come up with five arguments. When you come up with five arguments of why they should work together or get back together, whatever you're trying to argue for, that will cap it. And based on how good they are, I will assign either a plus one, a plus two, a plus three, a plus four, a plus five, or even if it's really good, a plus eight, right? You will then roll a D20 for each of the arguments you have, and you have to beat the DC of 60 to convince them that what you're suggesting is right. 60. 60. All added together. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's how mechanically this will work because I figured it'd be more fun. So you have between now and then to come up with arguments of why they should come together, basically, or work together, whatever it is, whatever it is you want to achieve. Once you reach five arguments, that's it. That's the cap. We need yeah. to make them band together so we can kill the reliquary. <laughs> Before we go east... Should we... I need your guys' help. I can argue all day with Ajir and, and with Raldi, but I think four heads are much, much better than one. I think we need some really watertight reasons to convince them to work together. Yes, definitely. Maybe five of them would be good. <laughs> one each and one more for good luck. Yeah, exactly. What do you think, Zag? <laughs> I think it'd be a good idea just to impress upon them the importance of the fact that they don't need to be killing each other. I mean, in the most polite way possible, maybe we could put forward the idea that who's the cutest is really not important at all. I think it's very important to them. I'm not sure mm. that will persuade them. That the thing they've been fighting over for thousands of years is a waste of time. <laughs> it, it objectively is, though. Of course, but... <laughs> I don't think they'll see it that way. I guess it seems silly to us, but not to them. I think they don't have to fight about it. And I think this golden acorn is a, is a way to do that. I think the golden acorn yeah. being shared between them means they don't have to fight for it anymore. And I mean, that's one of the main reasons that they should get along is that they both get half the acorn. I've got an idea. They can hold biannual competitions for cuteness judged by an independent panel. And that way, they can each hold a trophy for being the cutest and submit like a troop of their cutest members each time. I think that is actually a great idea. <laughs> there could be rounds, so like actual yeah. like aesthetic cuteness, but then which... Species is doing the best for the glistening glades or areas as a whole, like a charitable 
round. There could be a skill Acute round Olympics. as well. Like some people have abilities that are not best looked upon. They could play an instrument or demonstrate their brushed fur. Yes, cute, exactly. Cute instruments. A they, cute can, Olympics. They, can, they can represent cuteness in whatever way they choose. A celebration of what they both value the most. Yeah, I think yeah. this would allow them to understand each other better and also have a bit of fun. It'd be like Svartfest without eating humans. Yeah. Maybe we could get Baldock to, to do the opening ceremony. No. Oh. If they want to bring on who's not cute, then maybe that's a good idea. Friendly competition brings people together. Perhaps this would be a, a route unifying. I think that's a great idea. It's like the Olympics meets really cheesy mid-80s beauty pageant. Yeah, I was kind of thinking kids' beauty pageants. Yeah. If we hired an insect who... Um, handles all the judging. Maybe if you gave him a piece of paper, he could write down the scores. He could be the pageant. Volley walks away and headbutts a tree. <laughs> Maybe they could sort of uh, light a celebratory torch or something. Oh, and they can tour around Aria. Yeah! I think this is a great idea, Finn. They could draw in some of the other races. I think also the Coots Olympics, there could also be a chance for them to get together and discuss the issues of the glistening glades. Because they don't have to be friends every day. We're just asking yeah. them not to fight and to resolve their issues peacefully. They could just have, like, representatives who actually talk to each other rather than stab each other. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, there could be a round where they stab each other, but only on a surface level until a buzzer goes off. And I think there needs to be some rule that if any of the top performers are assassinated in the coming year... Mm-hmm. The other side is disqualified. Therefore, they cannot win the coveted trophy because this could also just start more wars. Yes. But yes, perhaps some sort of committee to uh, put this together is a good idea. So, so far we have the cute Olympics and the apocalypse, preventing the apocalypse. Yep. Also, I think the reliquary is a good point to bring up. You know, a shared enemy does bring people together. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> I feel like Ziggurus should be the shared enemy since he poses the bigger threat, but... No, I'm pretty sure the reliquary is far more prescient at this exact moment. He's also trying to take the acorn, so we could just give it to him if they don't get along. That could be one. So I think we've got the Kids Olympics, we've got preventing Ziggurus and the apocalypse, and shared custody or sharing the acorn so both species can prosper. And I suppose... Giving it to the reliquary could be one. Oh, oh, sorry, you meant fighting the reliquary. No, no giving him if the acorn. If they don't get along. Exactly. Oh, God, no. No, we're not doing that. We're not even putting that option on the table. But sometimes, Finn, the bad thing for you is the greater good. No, that can't possibly... Like, I'd rather give it to Ziggurus. <laughs> <laughs> what? Did I, did I just hear you say that? I think maybe it's time to put aside this... Petty squabble. It's definitely a line. Because if you can't do it, how are they supposed to do it, Finn? No. <laughs> also, they got along once. You know, they they were a good team. Yeah. If they if they teamed up, perhaps they can show some of the older gods that what they can bring to the table, that they can better them in some ways. Perhaps if they team up, they can make some new gods. Oh. Newer gods. If you get me. No. <laughs> the original gods could be grand gods. Yeah, Osric gets it. 
I think we Turns have out four I actually didn't get it. Or five <laughs> ideas there. But are they good ideas? So we have the preventing the apocalypse. Preventing the apocalypse. The cute Olympics. Cute Olympics. Better welfare for both species. Yeah, better welfare, yeah. exactly. And helping the glistening glades. Um, the reliquary. Please clarify what you mean by the reliquary again. I mean that we could give him the, the golden acorn if they didn't get along. So it's more of an ultimatum that we would never follow through with, yeah? Sure. And perhaps, I don't know, there's something there. Okay, so I've got give the golden acorn to the reliquary, the cute Olympics. <laughs> Which, I mean, you're welcome, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else was there? Sorry. Team up but together because they used to be friends and, you know, maybe they miss each other. Stronger together. And sometimes it must be lonely being a god. There's there's a big one here that uh, the grand voice of the DM didn't reiterate. I'd like to just make it really, really clear. There is a potential apocalypse coming that is bigger than these woods. Yeah, I think yes. that's the big one. The yeah, that's our first reason. Or maybe our last, yeah. since we should finish with the strongest. I'm, I'm not opening with the cute Olympics, although it is a good idea. There's <laughs> definitely, definitely something bigger we need to go with Motherfucker, first. we are leading with the cute Olympics. And then, of, of course, there is the shared welfare of both species. Yeah, mm-hmm. by sharing yeah. the acorn. And less death. I mean, don't forget, they are shallow as fuck. They could gain things in trade that they wouldn't get in uh, bloodshed. One, mm-hmm. two, three, four, five. Okay, so I'm going to allocate, someone make a note of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's stop the smallest one. So could give the golden acorn to the reliquary. I'm going to give that a plus two. Okay, because it means <laughs> they're not getting it. So that's a plus two. The cute Olympics, I'm going to give a... Actually, you know what? Because, purely because... It <laughs> we com- argued it pretty well. Yeah, because the cute Olympics completely took me by surprise, I'll give that a plus eight. Well done, guys. Yeah, it's got to be a plus eight. <laughs> also, yeah, they're gods. They literally created these species to be playthings for them. So. I don't often come out with bangers like that. You've got to reward them when they happen. The potential of the apocalypse, I'm giving a plus four. <laughs> Shared welfare of both species a plus three. Team up because they miss each other. I'm going to give a plus five. I feel like the apocalypse is stronger than because they miss each other. But hey, you're the DM. I think you're underestimating how self-involved gods are. (laughs) So uh, Acorn to Reliquary plus two. Welfare of both species plus three. Potential apocalypse plus four. Team up because they miss each other plus five. And the cute Olympics plus eight. (laughs) Um, For the record, I make that plus 22 overall. Yeah. And we get a D20 for every argument. You get to roll a dice for each individual one. So you'll roll a dice for two or five D20s, basically. So we need a total of 38 between five D20s. But the catch here is you have to explain all that well in front of the two characters. If you don't do it well, there'll be a minus against what you've scored up together. Sure. If you don't convey those arguments well in the actual room to Raldi and Egea. Should we decide who... Who takes what? Because I feel like we should all... I think if we all come together, four voices are louder than one. And I think hearing these things from different viewpoints and perspectives of different species is going to hold us in good stead with these yes. with these guys. I think you have the best relationship with these folks. Volley, you should lead this. I'm happy to lead, but I think input from Finn. Perhaps you can convince some of your cute competition idea. Cute Olympics sounds a bit better, I think, Volley. Hey, if that's what you want to call it, Finn, then let's go with the Cute Olympics. Osric, you lived through the last um, cigarettes. I think if you can talk about um, the Black Crust and what it might mean for the mouse folk in Koyang. 
of course. Perhaps I'll take welfare of both species mm-hmm. and convince them that sharing the acorn is the best course of action. As a lifelong fan of Ko Yang. Yeah. Which leaves teaming up together and not being lonely and the reliquary. I'll take the teaming up together and not being lonely and taking on the new gods. I'm quite happy to bring up the reliquary if needed. Yes. Likewise, we can team that one together. I can handle the reliquary if you'd like. I think you're good with the cute Olympics, Finn. I think that that's enough. Don't mention the reliquary. <laughs> Please. But I want to make sure my point is heard. If they don't like the reliquary, then you're more than welcome to join in on the hate. But we need to find out what uh, they, how they feel about him. I'll be waiting with bated breath. Okay. So if that's where you're leaving it at, as you go about your day in Drelon, just kind of burning time a little bit, you go get some food, you see the town. Is there anything that anyone wants to do specifically before the event kicks off while they're in Drelon? Bolly would probably go and check on some of the injured Koyang, make sure they were healing up. Those that have been looked after by yourself, Finn and Osric, are all doing better and healing. That's good. However, the ones that had that black crust wounds, they did not make it and they were burnt upon death. Interesting that some of these Koyang who were infected with the black mark haven't made it. These fur babies or fur muffins, as Raldi would describe them, no longer are with us. Perhaps this is good for your argument, Osric. It saps the spirit as well as the flesh. Yeah. So I, I will walk with Volley to the medic tent, but I'm, I'm going to go past and see if there's anything I can help with my forge skills and defences. Because of the way that Drulon has grown and it's up in these trees, they do have forms of ramparts that are mm-hmm. defending the bridges and so on from one to another, and they are being improved upon, but it's mostly based on wood, as that's the yeah. main resource in this area. You can help with that. And you do have bits and bobs that you could probably try and implement some level of metal to it based on your kit that you have, if that's something you want to do. As a forge cleric, I can magically forge items together. It doesn't have to be out of metal specifically, but I can use metal to reinforce wood and put the ramparts together in a way perhaps the Koyang have not discovered. It basically takes an hour, but it creates something is worth no more than 100 gold. I just create using my magic. It's channeling magic into reality. Okay, so yeah, you, you do manage to do that. You do improve the defences a bit. The Koya are incredibly thankful for your help. Not only have you all saved them from the perpetual nap, you've helped defend the town, and now you're helping build the defences. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a recognition of you are now part of a welcome force in Drelon. It does say it has to f- include some metal. It doesn't have to be all metal. So there's like it's fixing what they have with what I can do. Yeah. Working together. This reinforces the argument, guys. It's working together to make something stronger. <laughs> yes. we, we, two halves, one whole. Yeah. We, 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 like, like, like fur and, and, and a brush. We, yeah, and, we, and Finn and the reliquy. <laughs> Finn starts to walk away. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as you do, all of you individually have these portals appear in front of you. Finn, you're so angry looking down that you just walk straight through it without even noticing. That sounds about right. Huh. Is this... Take us to Raldi? Um, well, I mean, the portals before were... to get us to the different planes, so... Do these 
look like the same portals? They are small archways. They seem to be smaller versions of the big one you used to walk into Raldi's land. Okay. Folly will just poke his head through first and have a look. Um, as you do, it'll just suck all of you through it. Mm-hmm. As soon as you touch it, it'll just absorb you in. Guys, I think we're going through here with Folly. He's gone through. Pretty sure it's the right way. Let's hope. <laughs> and then Melinda will, will step through also. Osric is going to walk through very warily. <laughs> yeah, Volley was trying to do that and did not realise <laughs> touching it was game over. Finn is currently chilling on the other side of whatever this portal is. So all of you, as going through the portal, like before, it is a cornucopia of feelings. However, unlike Rowdy's that was a warm hug, a nice nap, this one is unabated excitement. You feel a rush, you feel adrenaline. That level of drunk where the world is amazing before you tip over to, oh my God, I need to vomit. It's that (laughs) level. It's the rush of dancing off your head in a club. (laughs) It is snowboarding down a mountain. It is all that in one. And as quickly as you feel all of that, you're out again and you're in this other world. And this world that you will appear next to each other in is a giant club. And it's full of all these other creatures you're not familiar with. Actually, no. I'll allow anyone to roll either a nature or a history check. DC 12. It's a seven. Yeah, I got a nine, so... Getting rid of my bad rolls first. I rolled a 14 in my history. Two, so that's a seven. <sighs> okay, so Osric, you have beaten everyone else in terms of knowledge for this one random fact. This heavy thud of music is echoing through your very body and you probably hate it as your exosuit just rattles on top of you, Osric. But you recognise this species that has populated this entire club and they're all nymphs. They're these slightly floating off the ground. Their feet don't quite touch. They're all dancing, absorbed in a whirlwind of emotions and pleasure and all sorts of insane senses. I saw a few of these during my earlier years in my exile. I, uh, I had a bit of a party phase is that the is that the term i don't really know i've before i settled down in the village i oh it's another age you know it's before your time what are they oh these are these are nymphs they uh nymph well i mean they they like to do exactly what you're looking at they party they party hard party hmm you'd probably get on well with them volley i don't think i can float but i'll give it a try and then volley jumps and is heavily disappointed when his feet land back on the ground. Does the music have to be this loud? What? (laughs) You really should cast silence on yourself, Melinda. (laughs) Some of the closer nymphs to you seem to drift over to you as they dance and they swirl. Come dance with us, come. Come on. Welcome. Welcome to the party. Hey! (laughs) Okay. Folly starts bopping his head. Finn and Zag run over and start dancing. Yeah, Molly's going to join in. One of them's going to start trying to pull you, Osric, and the other one's going to try and pull you, Melinda. Come on, dance. Join us. Excuse me. <laughs> Do you know where we might find Raldi? Raldi? Don't say that name here. Uh, and as their skin touches you, and this happens to you, Volley, and you, Finn, as well, and all of you, when the nymphs touch your skin, you feel an elation of dopamine. It's a release of just a good feeling. Don't say that name here. This is a good place. Ah... Yeah, I felt that before last time I was at this sort of place. 
Yeah, oh, yes, come on. Good place. No, I'm too old for this. Right, this something's not quite right here. Can I roll a perception check, Alex, to see if I can? Yeah. Something kind of it just sits for wrong under my skin. You got a nineteen. Nineteen. You see across this crowd of dancing, which in the middle I'm going to cut in is Volley doing the night fever dance. <laughs> Just putting that in there. Whereas Finn is doing the worm. Nice. So among the sea of dancing nymphs and Finn doing the worm and Volley doing and the... And Zag doing the worm. And the Zag doing the worm and Volley doing the night fever dance, you see a man shadowed a bit whose face occasionally gets lit up by the light and he's staring directly at all of you. As the light from the club goes across him once or twice, it illuminates some curled goat-like horns and some cloven hooves and furry legs. And he seems to be watching you very intently. And what caught your eye and made you see him was when the name Rowdy was mentioned and his eyes came straight over. And he says, you draw too much attention to yourself, Mr. (laughs) Underhill. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to try and make my way through the dance floor towards this fellow. You're going to moonwalk over there. Osric cannot walk backwards. <laughs> Osric will do his usual thing of shoulder barging people brusquely. <laughs> Providing they don't hit your skin, you won't feel dopamine. But if you ever touch skin on skin, you'll get a slight dopamine hit. Yeah, Osric does wear sort of a shirt below his exoskeleton. It probably any real places they could touch him is on his head or his hand. Singular. Oh, he's stump. Everyone else is dancing. Is Melinda, are you dancing as well? So Melinda's like sort of half, she's doing that like drunk swaying, that maybe her hands are like floating up and down. Um, but she's watching Osric, like she hasn't seen this guy, but she is watching Osric and so she probably would be kind of keeping an eye on where he's going. So she's sort of heading that way, but the dopamine hit was like a pretty good one. A little bit more relaxed than she usually is. <laughs> so Osric, as you go through the crowd, you get closer to the man that you saw and you can see clearly now that he is the top half is human other than his semi-sildred semi-goat-like horns and the bottom half is that of a goat he's sitting on some form of throne although it seems to be made of the floor itself has morphed into this throne that he sat on okay i'll put my hammer head down on the floor and sort of lean on it inquisitively what are you, Fawn? I saw you looking at me when Rowdy was mentioned. What business do you have? Oh, I am no Fawn. <laughs> no, no. Darling, darling, I am a Jeer. Okay, I am no Fawn. Fawns are, are so beneath me. Why don't you enjoy my realm? Have a dance. Have a drink. Enjoy. I literally yourself. can't wait till you have to transition between this voice and Rowdy's oh, voice. Yeah, it's going to be so great. <laughs> yeah, you, to you've got to remember that you're going to have to have them talking to each other at some point. <laughs> I know, right? I'm going to hate it. You look so sour. Why so glad? But have a drink. Have a dart. <laughs> I have lived this life out here. It was fun. It has passed. Now I'm here. Why did you bring us to this place? He's going to put his hand on your arm unless you do anything to stop him uh I'll, I'll try and shake it off but probably not before he does it just because I don't like it he gets his hand on your arm and as he does so his eyes go glazed white for a moment 
And then it goes back. Yes, you've had quite the party in your life, haven't you? <laughs> All right. And he's going to clap his hands and instantly the house lights come on, the music stops, and all the nymphs in unison just part to the sides, leaving the open club floor with the four of you and Zag. Just revealing their dance moves yeah, yeah, yeah. in full view. It takes a second for Finn to realise. <laughs> Finn's still spinning around on the floor like he's breakdancing. <laughs> he's about to do a pop and lock. I hear that I have you to thank for getting me in front of my darling Raj. Ah, you a jeer? He holds his hand out, but in that droopy form where you meant to kiss it. Absolutely, darling. Nice to meet you. Folly just shakes it and is like, Oh, well, it's good to meet you too, uh, a jeer. Hello, a jeer. Where is Raldi? In the start light of the club, you notice that he has that look where his teeth are a little bit too big for his mouth. Oh, she's not here yet. She's coming later. But I thought it'd be good to get to know you all first, seeing as you have me at a somewhat of a disadvantage. And then, if you don't mind, darlings, I'd like to talk game plan with you. Yeah, baby. I don't know why I'm getting, like, an Austin Powers meets kind of Freddie Mercury vibe. That's kind of what I'm going for, so that's (laughs) Yeah, it's working. Uh, game plan? Well, I assume you're trying to get me and my beloved back together, no? Sure. All I got was this message saying, you four arranged a meeting with me and Raldi. I mean, it's less about, you know, getting you back together and more about kind of, you know, getting you guys to stop getting your creations to kill each other. But, but would you? I absolutely would. If she wanted to. If she wanted to, of course. I've been writing her for the last thousand years, trying to arrange a meeting again, but the sourpuss won't see me. Why why does Raldi not want to talk to you? (laughs) He's going to spin around and sit back, overdramatically just fall onto his throne again. Well, you see, you stay loyal for thousands of years, and you have one... A hundred nymph orgy, and suddenly you're a cheater. All right? It's just, it's ridiculous. She forgets the thousands of years that I, I'm the god of pleasure. It's what I do. She's, I mean, you know? It doesn't hurt that one of you sleeps during the day and parties at night, and the other one parties during the day and sleeps if we're around. To be honest, that was a slight sourness on the relationship for the first kind of thousand years, but we got a, we got a rhythm going. It worked. It worked. I feel like you could redirect some of that pleasure of yours to Raldi. <laughs> Believe me, she's quite the feisty cat. <laughs> I believe you. You hear a gateway open from behind you, and in comes the one, the only... Judy Dench. <laughs> the one, the only Judy Dench covered in feline fur. Well, finally you have my attention. Not that it's by choice. Nobody say a thing. <laughs> she clicks her fingers and beside her appears the chelange that she just lies down on. All right, mortals, you have me here. I have fulfilled my side of the bargain. No, yeah, you haven't. Your mere presence isn't enough, Rowdy. You said you would try. 
Believe me, being in this, she looks around at all the nymphs. Locale is trying. You see Algier licks his hand and just like runs it through his fawn-like fur. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, Rowley. Hey. Perhaps before we get the proceedings started, perhaps I might make a suggestion that we find a more neutral location. And uh, I think maybe we should, uh, you know, let you guys have a chat between yourselves for an extended period of time without interruptions. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like a more neutral place, it, it can be arranged, Raldi. Mm, yes, okay. And she's going to click her fingers again. And uh, all of you, including Algier, are teleported into an empty white room. And both of them are sat on either sides of a long white table. standing. In the middle of the long table, almost directly midway mark between the two gods, you see Akuma. Hello. Hello, Akuma! Hello, I am here to ensure peace. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Akuma, is this neutral territory? This is a pocket dimension in the mist. That's not a yes. Who owns this realm? It belongs to the mist. It is somewhere and nowhere. No need to worry. This is nowhere. I'm happy with this place. Yeah, I'm happy with this place too. This is this is not quite as fun as mine, but it, it, I can hang here. I can hang here for sure, yeah. Well, at least we can hear ourselves talk here. Well, first of all, on behalf of the mortals, I, I suppose, and the Akuma, you're now involved. What's your name, Akuma? I am Akuma. Cool. Thanks. On behalf of Akuma, myself and my companions. I am not say, part of them. I am not part of that. What you're doing. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for making yourself clear, Akuma. As I was saying, thank you both for joining us. Of course, the whole point of today is for Raldi to fulfill her part of a God's agreement. Got yourself in trouble with more mortals, have you, Raldi? <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> Thank you. Now, there's an item in question, which I may or may not have with me at the moment. I believe you both know it. It's the golden acorn. Algier instantly goes from being relaxed to sitting up. You piqued his interest. This is clearly the first time he's heard of this. Yes. I thought that might get your attention. As you are both thoroughly aware, your species you created all those years ago have spent millennia fighting with each other about who is the cuter race. A valiant fight, I'm sure, amongst yourselves. However, perhaps an agreement between the two of you is worth more. Perhaps sharing this golden acorn is going to be good for the Koyang and, of course, the mouse folk. You both said and you've both expressed that your crops have grown taller and more fruitful. The water flows clearer when you're in possession of the golden acorn. So rather than fighting and constantly bickering and arguing about who's the cutest and who owns the golden acorn, perhaps sharing the golden acorn so both the Koyang and the mouse folk can prosper. You do not have to like each other. They do not have to communicate. But peaceful coexistence is certainly one step towards both races potentially being the cutest. The, uh, I'm going to be honest. The cute race thing is more of their thing than it is ours. They, they, they started that on their own. Okay, it, it doesn't matter. But there is 
a blight, black mark, disease spreading through the glistening glades as we speak. So perhaps fighting between yourselves is irrelevant at this point, and the Golden Acorn is going to provide a level of protection that, at the moment, neither of you have. So the welfare of your species is, quite frankly, within the realm of this Golden Acorn. Share it. Live prosperously together. Ajir and Rowdy are going to look over at each other, and they Rowdy breaks eye contact a, a split second after it's made. It's true that we've had some problems with our fur babies and this poison that seems to infect the dead. Mm-hmm. For the longest time, I thought it was you doing it, Ajir. Another stupid attempt to get my attention. I like to think my attempts aren't stupid at all, thank you. I, I, I thought that the billion bees that went through your camp were quite a good way, actually. It's romantic. Be mine, yes? Be mine? No? He looks at all of you for backup. <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> Malin just decided he look at the floor. Finn just sort of, like, nods, like, completely uncommitted. He gets it. There are problems bigger than this right now. We need to talk about the outside world. And what about the outside world? We've been here longer than most, and we stay safe by being in the glades. I know that, and that's fine. That's, that's not a problem, but sometimes the world comes to you. Have you not seen the black mark that's made its way inside? The black crust that's in embracing your children's corpses and bringing them back? This is not a place to hide away and pretend everything is fine. Danger is coming to your glades, and if you can't stick together and sort something out here, you may well be unprepared for the apocalypse to come. Mordor is coming. Mordor is coming. What apocalypse? This is not peaceful talk, but it can't be now. We can't lie to you about this. I'm sorry, I thought I was here to win back round. Apocalypse? And there's some dead things coming back, but apocalypse is an awful strong (laughs) word, isn't it? It might well be. I hope it's not. But look, I need to say things as they could be. And in that same vein, Raldi, I could be yours again for the next <laughs> thousand years and we're saying things that could be. Shut up, Algie. Okay, all right. I, I think what Osric is trying to say without saying, and maybe this is a Harry Potter Voldemort moment, you guys have heard of Ziggurus, right? Uh, Algie and... Rowdy, look at each other, and then back at you. This is going to happen simultaneously, though I can't do it because I'm the same person. <laughs> Rowdy's going to go, yes. And uh, Alger's going to go, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Rowdy, you know what Ziggurus was capable of. We are led to believe the Black Mark is something to do with Ziggurus. We think he's risen or is in the process of arising. Rowdy, tell Ajir what this means. Yes. Raldi, with a very lazy hand, really lazily sighs and flicks a hand at Ajir. <sighs> and then you see Ajir's eyes go glazed for a second. Oh, okay. That's, that happened. I, I partied a lot for the last 5,000 years. I think I might have missed that bit. Uh, that, that makes sense. But this goes back to what I was saying about bringing peace. You fight with each other, but if you have to fight more, more downness that may be coming. You, you can't fight both. And Raldi, your Koyang, would have really struggled had we not been there. You need to work together. This is why we're warning you. You can't forget this again. This could be the end of your people. 
I think I speak for both of us, right, Riley? No. No, you do not at all speak for both of us. I speak for both of us, and we both care about our fur babies slash rat tails. And I do not think either one of us wants anything bad to happen to them, do we? No? No. Exactly. This is really hard. (laughs) This is really hard as well. (laughs) Okay, so, Osric, roll your dice. Craig, roll your dice. Okay. Okay. Fuck us, Alex. Welfare above species plus three. I'm going to try. Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Inspiration. You must have some inspiration. I do have inspiration, actually. I do have inspiration. Do you have lucky as well? No, but next time I level up, I'm going to take fucking lucky, aren't I? I do, but he doesn't. You I can't see that's below it. Oh, fuck's Did you actually roll a one? I actually yeah, rolled a one, yeah. It. I've used my inspiration. I got a nine. That's fine. <laughs> Could this be considered an ability check, saving throw, <laughs> or attack roll? No. Ability check, sure. No, it's, it's not it's checking not against an ability, though. No. Then I got a five in total. Five. Wow, this is a strong okay. start, Volley. <laughs> I don't see why we can't be safe as we always have. You mentioned this cigarettes, but that war never came near my fur babies. It never came near the glades. That is you're a right. new issue. No, no, you're right. It didn't come to you, but it is now. Your fur babies are lying broken in a makeshift hospital because you were attacked. Had we not been here to fight off this very strange giant worm thing, you really need to talk to Twinkles or whatever his name is because that dude's nuts. Had we not been there, it could have been a lot worse. And unfortunately, we can't be here to protect you all the time. And that was inside your gates. That was in your city square. That was in your town. It's not coming, Rowdy Ajir. It is here. Rowdy seems more receptive right now than Ajir. And uh, now you two are together. Rowley, I, I know sometimes I can kind of see, you know, why you guys have problems, but you know you get sick of, de- like, talking to mortals. Sometimes you just must want to speak to somebody on your own page. She's, as you say that, you do see that she looks over to Azure. I know things might not have gone the way you wanted a thousand years ago, but a thousand years is a long time. People, even gods, they change. And together, you know, you did something great. She's right, honey buddy. A thousand years in the doghouse is a lot for seven days of orgasmic pleasure. (laughs) Maybe, maybe don't phrase it like that. (laughs) (laughs) Just fuck this campaign. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Him saying that, Raldi looks at him very sharply. Remember what we used to do in Malcor's courtyard? I remember. She looks away a bit shyly. Carry on. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> no, Alex, talk more amongst yourself. As much as I love wooing myself. <laughs> Alex, you're going to get yourself a nice glass of wine and really talk to yourself uh, all night long. Look, there's, 
there's 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 no one else who could take you on different dates to different planes and walk along the sands and together you really showed the old gods you know what what you were made of you started something together just imagine if you came together again now Ajir is going to offer his hand across the table to Raldi. <laughs> we did an awful lot together. The first two millenniums were quite the ride, honeybun. I'm going to give you a plus two to your actual role that you have currently, and you can roll. <laughs> Sympathy points. Yeah. Well, mostly because it works. Actually, it's it's a nice. It's a, you put it. You, you did a you did a good argument. So I'm giving you sympathy points. Thank you. So should I roll? So the plus two goes to two. your 22. So you're now 24 overall. Okay, just roll right. 20 for now. That's why I say it's only fair if we can gain as well as lose. <laughs> yeah. I'm keeping track, don't worry. Mm, I rolled nine. What are we up to? So you've got nine plus two plus nine and then plus 24. Yeah, so I'm 44. Yeah. And you've got to match 60. I've got two more rolls. Yeah, I think we uh, go for the, the cute limbics last because it doesn't really follow with the tone yeah. of a lot of these arguments. Yeah, no. Uh, I think also, yeah, Reliquary is a good one to lead into next. Now we're on yeah. a personal level. Raldi, you can tell that for a moment she wants to take the hand, but she uh, huffs and looks at the way <clears throat> and looks back at uh, the four of you. And while we're talking about family, there's somebody else who you wanted to talk about. Yes. I don't like to be, where I come from, they call it a stick in the mud. But I will, because I know what this acorn means to both of you, and I know what it does, and I also know of a third party who is interested in said acorn. And if by the end of this meeting, this rendezvous, I cannot trust both of you with the custody of said acorn, I will... Take it to the reliquary. Fed stabs himself in the leg with a fork. <laughs> Varley, are you going against our agreement? No, because our agreement was if you could work together, I would give it to you. I never said I would give it to you regardless. It was always if you could work together. And if you cannot work together, if this is going to cause more wars, I give it to the trolls and the reliquary. Nobody really wants that. No, I don't want to give it to him. I really don't want that. Those trolls, quite frankly, are stinky, thick, moronic creatures. They are the worst creature I've ever seen made. They are really, really badly made. They are really terrible. They're really terribly made. The quality is just not there, which is why I want to give it to you guys. They explode when they leave the glade. You know that. They just full-on explode. I want to give it to you guys, but I have to know that I'm entrusting this power to be used safely and fairly. Surely you both understand that. Rowdy looks over at the Akuma. The pact was that if you two work together, nothing has been broken. Then he goes back to position. Uh, Finn, uh, Finn starts pulling the fork out of his leg uh, and uh, quickly casts cure wounds on himself. <laughs> Just quietly in the background. Ralphie, yeah. you don't want your brother to have it. I would never hear the end of it, and he wouldn't even absorb it. He'd just put it in his stupid collection. Yep, I've seen it. It's big and dumb. I agree. Let's not give it to the reliquary. Let's make an agreement here. Roll your dice. 
Finn only wants us to succeed so that the reliquary doesn't get it. 12. Not including a plus. Not including my plus. 56. We've talked about you two together. We've talked about the continuation and the peaceful, harmonious survival of the glistening glades in your species. We've talked about, quite frankly, the impending war. It, it's, it's coming. There's, there's no way around it. However, on a slightly more upbeat note, there is one other idea we had. Well, one other idea that Finn had. Something that would be amazing if you two could just work together. This is one for you to listen to, Ajir. You might like this. Ajir rubs his hand and sits forwards, all right? Without both of you together, working together to make this happen, this idea will not work. Finn? I'm not going to lie. This is, this is an ambitious plan, guys. It's possibly the greatest thing that can happen to Arya since Unity Day. Watch Unity Day. Oh, it's, it's just this uh, big festival that everyone loves. Why have I not heard of this? Uh, Ajir, hold off for a second, right. because you don't know what I'm about to suggest. Okay. Now, I know you said that it's not really your driving force anymore about the cuteness, but you both think uh, your respective uh, created children are cute, correct? Well, Ajir made his mouse folk and got so obsessed with them that he paid me no attention. I, I, I was mostly high, actually, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I care for, I, yeah. And, uh, and Raldi, you, you like your fur babies, correct? You think I they're cute? I adore my fur babies, and I adore that they eat mass. She doesn't break eye contact to Ajir. Uh, okay, let's steer away from, let's steer away from that part. Um. You also believe in the hearty spirit of competition, correct? I certainly do. Nothing like a good drinking competition, dancing competition, orgy competition, any competition. Love him. And Raldi? Yeah, I, I enjoy a spirited moment from time to time. I remember you drinking in the first millennium. You were pretty good. Thank you. I'm not going to lie. Inspiration needs to go to Alex for this episode. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> uh, so what I'm suggesting here is a cute Olympics, a competition festival where each group submits several entrants who will all exhibit their own personal way of trying to get across who is the cutest and this will be held regularly, so maybe for a bit of time, one will be the cutest, and then maybe a few years later, or maybe the next year, the other ones will be the cutest. And this way, it's more of camaraderie, a coming together of mutual competition. But we all know you can be cute in different ways as well. It might be through song, or through fur, or through dancing. And it also allows you to take out that sort of latent aggression that has been going on and, and put it towards something more fun and more communal for everyone. It means that they can hopefully get along and, you know, I mean, uh, a year, maybe they can have a huge uh, dance party and, uh, you know, uh, maybe the closing ceremonies uh, get a bit hard and heavy. I mean, uh, I hear that uh, in, when, when all these sort of competitors are in 
in one sort of living situation, they tend to sort of get along quite well. And they can all nap together. So you're saying if we were to collaborate as guards, our children, rather than killing each other, we could have them some form of cute competition. Yes. Yeah. And the winners could win model acorns. Yeah. I think this is a great idea, Riley. I, I could see the shows about it. They could be... <laughs> I could see it becoming a regular thing. We could do uh, events. Uh, so you think you're cute. The Sea Factor. Glade's Got Talent. The Great Glade Cute Off. All these different options. I can see the <laughs> I love the look on everyone's face where they see Alex reading the list that he evidently wrote earlier. <laughs> all, all these different options that... Cuteness on ice. Cuteness on ice. For the winter months. <laughs> Dancing with the cutie. What I'm trying to say, honey buddy, is maybe we make love, not war. A touching sentiment, but that's pretty much what we're trying to achieve here. Such an original and a profound opinion. Thank you, Ajir. However, despite my moron's opinion, I do see merit in what you're saying. I, I made the Koyang as a way to get back to Ajir for how much he loved his mouse folk, and then I perhaps got a bit obsessed with them as they gave me attention, and maybe I let them believe certain truths that weren't true and they took their anger out on the mouse folk. Maybe, maybe it's time for us to end said troubles. Dave, roll a dice. For the love of God, no four pressure, or Dave. Yeah. If this is a three. Oh my God, I thought it was a one. <laughs> uh, it's a seven. Okay. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, only just. It looks exactly the same as a one. That's a 63, Alex. Okay, so it's not a big pass. I'm not saying I'm ready to forgive you, Ajir. And I'm not saying I want you to share my realm either. But perhaps we tell our children maybe there are greater reasons to fight than who's the cutest. And that there's a danger in the glades, which we have not seen before. For the time being, at least, maybe we put aside our differences. Uh... Uh, That's all I... I really want. And he's going to look at, he's going to catch your eye, Melinda, and go, just, I, that, it's not only a podcast. What am I doing? <laughs> Let, let's do the next bit in interpretive dance. As Raldi looks away, is going to turn and catch your eye, Melinda, and going to do a fist pump and then a wink and a thumbs up to you. I'm going to shake my head a little. <laughs> right. Well, I think this, Accord is over. Thank you, Ajir, for coming. Thank, thank you, darling. Thank you, everyone else, for arranging this. And thank you for speaking some hard truths. Mr. Akuma, sir, perhaps you can yes. very quickly fashion a, not a contract per se, but an agreement that the fighting will end and the things we've discussed will be taken into consideration that both Ajir and, and Rowdy can commit to before anything is spliced or handed over. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. 
the Akuma is going to take Ajia's hand and take Rowdy's hand and put them over each other, similar to when you did your pact with Rowdy yourselves. Mm. All three of them speak in a tongue that means nothing to any of you. They all seem to be speaking at exactly the same time, exactly the same words, exactly the same tone. And then there's silence and they break apart again. It is done. We have agreed. Sorry, I speak primordial. Is that God language? Yes. So, Melinda, you will understand what they've been saying. I'm not saying I'm like fluent in it. but Yeah, but you will understand what they're saying and what they are agreeing to is what we have discussed. They are not going to fight anymore. They're going to put their... That's reassuring. Yeah. They will do their best to stop their children fighting each other and they will unite to sort out the issue with the Glades. And as well, and this is something that's very clear they say, they will also split the acorn 50-50 between them both. It is agreed. We now request the acorn, Vale, as per agreed. Oh, um, Akuma, could you translate what was just said? I, I don't speak that language. <laughs> the Akuma opens his mouth, and for the next five minutes, you get a really drawn-out version of what sounds like a shout, but just words within this shout explaining everything that's just happened in the voices of Ajia and Raldi and the Akuma. It just plays out. Okay. And then the shout ends, his mouth closes. That was what was agreed. If everyone else is happy, that Mm -hmm. seems pretty good to me. We can cut the acorn in half right now. And then Volley holds his hand out, clicks his fingers and boop, the golden acorn is there in the flesh, ready to be split. Well, then if no one has anything more to say, I'll just get a knife out then. I think, Akuma, you are the unbiased party here. Will you slice the acorn? I put it on the table. I will. The Akuma lifts up the giant axe that was strapped to his back mm-hmm. and just cuts straight down, and so too perfectly cutting the acorn in two halves along with the table. That's it. I thought we were going to have to have one of those situations where we're like, okay, so one of you pick which half you want, and then the other one gets the half that the first one picks because mm-hmm. then it's fully bends down and picks up both halves of the acorn and takes a step back, looks at Ajir and Raldi and says, come, collect your half of the acorn and live in harmonious prosperity. Raldi and Ajir are going to take one each and look at each other. Bottoms up, darling. This is more essence than you've seen absorbed before, so it gets incredibly bright as these acorns are absorbed through these small particles going from the acorn into each of them. And it gets brighter and brighter and brighter. As this happens, you hear like cracks of energy. You see electrical charges going off of the acorn. And then suddenly it is absorbed inside each of them. Oh, that was, uh, that was quite the rush. <laughs> I sense a five-day bender coming on. <laughs> well, do as you wish. Is that really a priority right now? Congratulations on peace, guys. We should have a party for peace, right? A, par- a party? Should have a party, all of us? Yeah, you want to come party for peace? Uh, we'll see what Raldi says. We have to get back to helping your races. Oh, yeah, that's a good point, Melinda. We've got to go deal with the uh, the Black Plague crust stuff. <laughs> yeah, to help your children stay alive. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of dying. 
I believe we have more important things to do than a party. Good luck with that, Ig. Uh, and she's going to turn to you, the four of you. Before you go, and you've done so much for us already, and that I, I thank you. Every now and then a slight yellow electric bolt and like a muscle of hers twitches where it is as though she's still containing the energy that she's absorbed. Before you go, I would ask one more thing from you. I know you want it out of here, and I will tell you the way. If you ask my fur babies for a raft, you go straight down the river, and it is the only way you can leave the glades without getting turned around by its ancient magic. So ride down one of our boats and you will get out of here. However, I ask you to do one more thing for me before you go. My children are dealing with what happened and they're not warriors per se, but I believe this is not over and I would ask that you find out where this has come from and deal with it. That is... Our next pot of coal. It's good to hear. You do not feel obliged to do so, but I request it. You can count on us. I am indebted to you regardless of what we've done today. So if you reach out to me, I will answer. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck with your party, Ajir. And she's going to click her fingers. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And it cuts off as he says thank you. And you all awake back in Drelon. Middle of the day. We did it, guys. Oof, that was a wild ride. How long have we been back here for? I don't know. Excuse me, what time is it? <laughs> See, it is uh, it is middle of the day. See, let me check my carriage sheet. I don't think I speak Spanish. <laughs> I think we were there for like five or ten minutes. It was the morning, wasn't it? So you've been there for a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> okay guys we know what we gotta do we gotta go towards the source of this plague and we gotta sort this out mm-hmm. agreed otherwise it's just gonna get worse and also cause we kind of agreed to with a god yeah let's see if uh, anyone around can come with us I feel like some extra hands would be handy if they can afford it meat shields so who are you looking for, sorry? Who are you speaking to? I'm um, probably fodder. looking for uh, Tibbers. As you go about Drelon, Tibbers will be chatting to various different Koryang. By the sounds of it, he's orchestrating the repairs. Make sure we put barriers on all the lower levels of the trees. We don't normally do this, but they seem to have come in. They had the full reign of all the bottom of the trees, so we need to start blocking it off. You understand? Yes, I understand. Very good. Okay. <laughs> I need to start talking to myself all the fucking time. <laughs> Uh, see? Oh, hello. Uh, uh, Tippers, do you have Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Uh, Maman, uh, oui, Maman. Uh, oui, oui. I'll catch you up at the next nap. Yes, okay. Oh, yeah, that's you. There. Yes, yes. Oh, very good, very good. <laughs> How may I help you? We've just been with Rowdy. I mean, I, f- I feel like she'll have a lot to say. Uh, I'll let her tell you about it. Okay. We're um, going to head east to find out more about this... Uh, dark crust on the the trees in the woods there that your uh, scouts mentioned. I have heard reports, yes. Could you spare any uh, Koyang to come with us to point out where it was? I could get one of these scouts to show you. We were wondering if there was someone, you know, who can fight as well. The scouts are our best warriors. Uh, 
I believe you know Fluffernutter. I can get him. He is one of our best scouts, and he is the one who uh, saw these uh, area of crust. Yeah, that would be great. Thank you. You're very welcome. But we are indebted to you and your friends, so thank you all, compatriots. It was our pleasure. Thank you. I will, excuse me, I have uh, defenses to fix before we are attacked again. So. Mm. No worries. Goodbye. And he uh, backflips off the tier down to the ground and lands on his feet perfectly. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> Fluffernutter finds you. Reporting for duty, Private Fluffernutter. Oh, pr- Private. <laughs> oui. Can you lead us to, towards the uh, crust? Uh, we, I, I can, my lady and uh, friends, I can show you the way. I suggest we move hastily as I am. Um, I do not know how safe we'll be once the sun goes down. It, something is wrong with the land. It is putrid. Mm. I mean, they say it changes when the sun goes down. Do, 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 uh, that's exactly what I'm saying. It is changing when the sun goes down. Um, great. Yeah. I mean, we, we, to be honest with you, been, we've been asleep for the last two days, so we're ready to go now. Okay. Um, please follow me and uh, stay close. Something is wrong with the glades. Let's go! And Fluffernutter is going to lead you out of Drelon East into the Glades to find out what is killing the Glades. And that is where we're going to end our session. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, yeah. Pretty happy Volley got his, his wish to stop the fight. And Finn managed to, you know... Stab himself in the leg. Put forward his idea for the uh, cute Olympics. Oh, I forgot to do the fucking... Oh, no, it's not been 45 hours yet. That's fine. The, the, yeah, the boomerang, there's still time. There's still time. <laughs> <laughs> also, I feel like it couldn't have hit me while I was in a dream. It would have woken me up halfway through my conversation. <laughs> that would have been excellent half, if you roll a natural one. <laughs> yeah, you suddenly wake <laughs> up. We don't um, yet know if it can cross realities, but I wouldn't put it past it. <laughs> that's where it goes. When it um, hits its target, it teleports out of existence. Oh, does it? Okay. Okay, so it doesn't just fly off it like Team Rocket. No, no. In my cannon in my head, it is just spinning around the mist and then comes back into existence That's again. brilliant. Oh, okay. So it's not doing, like, laps of the planet. No, no. It literally... The way how it keeps going is it just teleports into the mist for a bit, keeps going, and then teleports back. Um... Right, there you go, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. A bit different today. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. it was good. It was good. We covered a lot of ground. You can have dice rolling without combat, guys. You can. Excellent role playing, Alex. Yeah, solid. You get inspiration. Props to you for doing all those voices. That was honestly some of the hardest role playing I've ever had to do. Like having genuine conversations with myself is just the fucking worst. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I could see you got into it at one point. You had the groove going. Here we are, the outro again. The best part. I know everyone here is only listening for the outro. They don't care about the episode. They want to know who is the guest star. And today it is Finn slash David. Hello. So how was that session for you, buddy? Oh, well, it was a bit crazy trying to negotiate with uh, literal gods. I really feel like the cute Olympics has a future. I can't see a way in which that doesn't become a staple of uh, Arya's civilization going forward. Yeah, I must confess, I wasn't seeing that as being one of the arguments that you guys come up with. 
What can I say? Uh, sometimes uh, great ideas come out of the group. <laughs> How do you think it went then with convincing Ajia and Raldi to start working together for the Glistening Glades? Um, I think it went pretty well. At the very least, the threat of giving it to that absolute tool, the reliquary, should uh, give some pause. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask here, right? The level of hate that we're getting for the reliquary is this Finn? Is it David? Is it like fifty-fifty? Is it like seventy-thirty? It's absolutely both. It's probably, <laughs> it might be more me than Finn, but <laughs> but um, I'm pretty certain Finn also hates the reliquary. What would Finn have done if the outcome was having to give the acorn to the reliquary? He would have found a way to destroy it instead. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Now that that's done and you guys are looking to sort out the black crust in the glistening glades, do you have an idea? Does David or Finn have an idea of what that is, what's going to happen, where they're going? Um, Given all of the sort of the Followers of the Eternal Message and the uh, Ziggurus cult, etc. I think he's probably pretty sure that I think all roads lead to Ziggurus in a sense. Um, it's all down to that nasty piece of work. Uh, in terms of what to do next, I think try and find the source and destroy it. Why don't you tell the wonderful world where they can find out more about tabletop vagabonds? You can find us on Instagram at Tabletop Vagabonds or on our Patreon, Tabletop Vagabonds. Pretty much, yeah, just, just that on Patreon. <laughs> and there's our website, tabletopvagabonds.com, where you can find out more about us as players. And also there's a sweet-ass shop with some merch, including a very lovely designed poster for Tia, which is really, really nice. I've got that on my wall. It's pretty, pretty beautiful, to be honest. She's a great artist. And if you would be so kind as to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever else you can review podcasts, we would greatly appreciate it. We love reading them. Uh, it's a highlight of our week when we get them and help spread the word. Absolutely. It helps other amazing people around the world find our podcast just like you. That's all for now. I'm not going to say anything. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>